the carrots aren't fully cooked. <laughs> the beans are not totally, they're a little bit hard oh, here. Oh, do we have to bring up yesterday? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Today is Monday of the third week of Lent, and we are on Meditation 113 from Divine Intimacy, the lowest place. You know, we just can't stop talking about humility. <laughs> it's a pretty common theme right now with Father Gabriel. And once again, his insights are excellent. He starts off by talking about the moment that Jesus goes and washes the feet of his disciples. And he gives them an example. He says, he gives them an example. Do as I have done to you. And then he says this. The instruction is clear. To be true disciples of Jesus, we must humble ourselves as he did. Note that here it is not only a question of humbling ourselves before God, but also before our neighbor. To consider ourselves servants in our relations with God is not difficult, but to do so in dealing with others will call for real effort. Isn't this true? When it comes to our relationship with God, it maybe comes a little bit more easier for us to humble ourselves before God and say, I'm at your service because he's all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere, everywhere, it's quite obvious that he's our superior by nature. But when it comes to those people in our life, maybe family members, maybe the person sitting beside you, sometimes in our pride we miss this. But Jesus gave us the example. He's, he became the servant of all. I mean, he's God here. And he's humbling himself, doing a task that is reserved for either a slave or a servant. And what's the message? Serve. You want to be my disciple? Serve. Serve those people in your life. Uh, I want to draw your attention to another person shortly after this in Scripture who also called for a towel and a basin. And that was Pilate. Pilate has Jesus on one side of him, and on the other side he has Barabbas. And he asked the crowd, which one do you want me to release? And of course, you know the story. They call for the release of Barabbas. What do you want me to do with Jesus? Crucify him. And what does he do with that towel and with that basin? He washes his hands of the responsibility of Jesus, who he knows is innocent. A complete rejection of service and doing the right thing. Yet hours earlier, Jesus picks up a towel and a basin, and what does he do? He starts washing feet. What a contrast. Two men, one washing hands, one washing feet, one placing themselves first, the other one placing the other first. Here's the question, friends. Are you washing hands or are you washing feet? To consider ourselves servants in our relations with God is not difficult. But to do so in dealing with others will call for real effort. It is harder still to let ourselves be treated like servants without any attention or consideration, and even by those who are our inferiors. I was just talking about this with Ken before we came down here and about all the thankless, the thankless acts that you do as a parent. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you can start to get a little bitter maybe about it. You know, you think, I made some really good meals and nobody said thank you around I mean, here. The kids didn't thank you for those eggs or the <laughs> uh, the the water that spilt all over the floor and that you wiped up. No one, none of them yeah. said, mom, I'm so grateful for your service here today. Yeah. You know what? It's funny though, because, okay, so. Hey, 
I'm grateful. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Even when you're like, the carrots aren't fully cooked. The beans are not totally, they're a little bit hard oh, here. Oh, do we have to bring up yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, anyhow. <laughs> so, um, one of our daughters, she's got this... Um, this desire to offer up sacrifices, this Lent of gluten and dairy. And it's partly because, you know, we've we've kind of made the connection that they don't really make her feel that great. And so she thought this would be a great opportunity to do that. But then it's like, who prepares all the food? Who has to make a second meal for this child because she can't eat what everybody else is eating? And I was starting to feel a little bit like, this is getting a little bit on my nerves because she's like, mom, I have nothing to eat. I don't want to eat that. I'm tired of eating that. But then you know what? She said yesterday, she's like, you know, mom, thank you for doing all this for me. Because we were telling her how proud mm. we were of her because she was really trying to stick to it. You know, even when I was like, you know, there's just a little bit of butter in there. It's not a big deal. She's like, no, I really want to stick to it. <laughs> and she was just like, you know, mom, I can only do this because you're helping me. And I thought, oh, thank you for saying that because that makes it so much easier. What Father Gabriel's trying to explain is that when we lower ourselves and we have no expectation of being thanked or acknowledged, that is where true humility lies. And we have a sweet daughter. Yeah, we, sh we really do. Yeah. And I should be happy to do this for her. And honestly, I bet you that all of us would feel better if we ate a little healthier. So some of you might be thinking, oh, what's the big deal? Hey, this is our life. This is our life. And this is why you're watching. So, hey, we're sharing our life. There you go. <laughs> Carrots and beans and gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> if we hold some authority, we must remember that it has been given not to honor us, but for the service of others. So this reminds me actually of Ken's dad. So probably about five years ago, um, Ken was traveling a lot and every once in a while he would be gone for long stretches. And so um, Ken's parents would come and help. And this on this one occasion, it was his dad who came to help me. And I remember he was getting ready to leave uh, back to go back home. Ken was coming back and he had maybe 30 minutes before his departure. And he was like, Janelle, is there anything else that I can do for you? Can I clean your toilets? Can I? Um, and he just kind of rattled on this list of things. And I was just like, but you're my father-in-law. Like, I don't want you cleaning my toilets. And yet at the same time, he was 100% committed to cleaning my toilets if I had asked him to. And I just feel like he's been a really good example to me what a servant can truly look like. Yeah, can I, can I tell you a little bit about my dad? He's kind of a remarkable man. So is my mom. She's a remarkable woman. But here's something from my dad. He was over at my sister-in-law's one time, and he's having some soup. He pulled it out of the the deep freeze, and he warmed it up himself. You know, So he took it upon himself to get himself some soup, and he's eating it. And he's not saying anything. He's eating it. And my sister-in-law realizes that he's eating gravy. He's slurping gravy. He's not complaining about it at all. And she, my sister-in-law is like, Dave, like, you're eating gravy. And he's like, well, I thought it was a little salty. <laughs> <laughs> no complaint. No complaint. Offering himself as a service to our, our family and the extended family. And I'm, I'm grateful for his example. Father Gabriel reminds us that if we occupy any sort of position of authority, it is to be at the service of other people, not at the service of ourselves. Now, some people in life have more authority than others. 
That's just how it is. Politicians, people in the church, a priest, a bishop, pope, whatever it might be. As a father, our role in authority is to be of service. The highest authority, think about this, the person who had the highest authority who walked upon this earth, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, what did he use his authority for? For service. That's the example. Now, what if we find ourselves, maybe not in a great position, a position of great worldly authority, but we're just kind of like, I don't know, average, common, you know, how are we to respond then? If we're not elevated above the common level, we should do nothing to exalt ourselves to a prominent position. I asked one of my daughters one time, I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? She said, I want to be a pop star. <laughs> like, you want to be a pop star? I think she was watching VeggieTales and there was like this pop star episode she had just seen. So she wanted to be a pop star like the cucumber or the carrot was. Um, Bible says nothing about being famous. It's only about being faithful. And so when we find ourselves in a position of maybe just not a great authority, what should we do? We should content ourselves with the position that God has placed us in and be faithful and accept it. Finally, if our status is an inferior one, we should occupy it gladly, never attempting to leave it. By assigning us to a lowly position, God himself has taken care to make us practice humility, and this is one of the greatest graces he has given us. So if God gives us a lowly place in life, a lowly state in life, what are we to do? Father Gabriel says, accept it. This is really opposite of what our world tells us to. The world says you have to fight it, and then you have to rise above it. This is not the way of the saints. And I am reminded of Blessed Anna Maria Tiji. We've done a number of episodes of, on her about a year ago, maybe a little bit less. She was a homeschool mom, I think of seven children. She had a difficult husband, and she lived in poverty. And God gave her great graces, mystical graces. And she never used those graces or those favors to get herself out of poverty. She never fought against her circumstance, and she embraced her duty. Now, her poverty was not destitute. So meaning they had everything they needed. They lived in poverty, but they were not destitute. But they did not have an easy life. And what struck me was Blessed Anna Maria Tiji. You never, ever saw her fighting against this. Uh, she embraced her motherhood. She embraced serving her husband. She had royalty coming to her house, people of influence and great wealth wanting to pay her for her wisdom. She always rejected it. And she never sought to use her influence in these people's lives to get herself out of the situation. This is completely contrary to the materialistic culture that we find ourselves in the West. Isn't there this great push? You got to get ahead. You got to get up. You got to get, you accumulate more and more and more. You have to have an easier life than the previous generation. I just don't see saints living like that. They were just faithful. And this is an example of Blessed Anna Maria Tiji. She was at the service of others. And I think she was like this because she knew Jesus. Because this is how Jesus used his position to serve other people. Friends, thanks for watching. Appreciate your time today. Please comment below. Share with us what stood out to you and why. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.